If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Nefertiti Anderson has remained globally re- relevant in a changing world. She has helped notable institutions and people such as Adelphi University, Media Bistro, the Jasmine brand, Z100's Elvis Duran Morning Show, and Blavity, to name a few. Nefertiti is a multimedia storyteller and prides herself in helping tell stories that resonate and leave impact. We are so ready to jump in and listen to her today. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. And to be your last guest. No pressure, but it's going to be lit. Forget what you heard. Yes, the energy. It's going to be lit. That's why we had to save you for last. Right, right. Because I wasn't ready out there. Because we wasn't ready. It took a while for us. You know, we had to practice. So, you know, um, normally we open on a positive note. So we kind of want to know this week, what's your positive note? Girl, let me tell you what my positive note is. So... I have a date. Oh man, I don't know if I should be saying this. Yes, yes. <laughs> do tell, do tell. So, well, no, this is like this is like a little romantic life stuff. So basically, background story: a lot of people they they look, they admire from across the street. You know, mm-hmm. people get the perception that like you know I'm so successful that I don't need them, guys. You know, and they feel like there's no placement or need for them in my life. So the guys that I like, they usually are too scared to approach me. And the guys that do approach me, it's just like, you have a lot of confidence, sir, because you only got four teeth, (laughs) you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Long story short, someone that I have a crush on, you know, I, I like to, you know, like I shoot my shots, but I feel like, you know, guys, like, you're supposed to know what you want, and once you know what you want, you're supposed to go for it. So I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you out. That's like, that's not how it works. And mm-hmm. even though I'm a strong woman, I don't want my man to be my, a little b. You know, like I need you right, to right, be right. able to. Like you, but do you give the signal? So yeah, that, so you right. know, so I, you know, I give the signal. I throw the ball in your court, and you gotta catch it. Yes. So somebody caught it, and I am very excited yes. for our upcoming He's date. A good catcher. Yeah. So wait, wait, let's talk about him because I wanna know. Oh, oh, oh God. Like, like a mutual friend amongst other friends like how did you guys meet was it a soul swipe well see so okay he doesn't even know that i had like all of these these thoughts Thoughts about him yes the setup i met him through a work thing okay cool and you know sometimes you some certain things you don't gotta say you know the energy the energy the body language Uh Um, so like a couple months ago was the first time that we met. He came to my job for, um, uh, to 
to do like a walkthrough of something. And, you know, that was the first time, like, ooh, you cute. All right, all right, you know. <laughs> second time we met, like, a, you know, the second time I needed help with something. So um, we did like a Skype or like a Gchat thing. Like, let's hop on real quick so I can, you know, get you what you need. And, you know, saw homegirl just on the fly looking, you know, looking kissed by God. And he's like, you know what? We should go grab drinks. But it was like a we with the team, you know, because it was like this is only our second time, like our second interaction. Right, right, right. Third time homegirl, it was like forget the team because we never, we never went for team drinks. Right. So the third time he's like forget the team, let's go, you know, together. So uh-huh. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Just okay. the fact, I don't know where this goes, but mm-hmm. the fact that when I was like, open enough to receive it yeah receive it and to put that you know put that energy out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. and you know i'm excited to see where it goes so do you guys work for the same company no oh my no. gosh okay. i cannot be dating somebody that i work okay with. i just wanted to know with all that's going on <laughs> yeah. like you know i just have <laughs> no. to add that in there like how no. will you go okay cool. no plus i'm also like i'm a very private person Got it. so i'm Y'all are really getting the tea because I'll probably never talk about this again. I'm very open on social media. Mm-hmm. I love it. I was telling you guys that like I'm that girl that live tweets church. And so I share so much of myself that when it comes to like my romantic relationship life, I keep it private. Like you will not know that I went out with somebody until we marry. <laughs> or until it's already over, you know? That's how it yeah. should be though. Mm. Yeah. Cause people, you know, they like to yeah, see but I'm on the, <laughs> I'm a little bit on the fence about that one because I'm not saying like whoever you with it should be um a strong foundation, private, but I feel like there's a, a difference or like a thin line between privacy and secrecy. Mm-hmm. So it's not like putting it out there like yeah, we walk in the in public and people happen to pass by us or whatever. But like I want to be proud that I who I'm dating and and let the world know about it, but like through different medias, not like having to do it on social media, or right? Different things, but yeah, yeah. So, how would you? We're on the same page with that. Yeah. So, okay. I've always been like a private person, right. but in you know, I'm just like, even though I like to be private and all that stuff, the privacy kind of has like a hit or a miss with working out for me. Got in it. the past, there's been a lot more misses because when you have you know, when it's a private relationship, I never want to be a secret. I never want my boo to be a secret either. Mm-hmm. But then it puts a lot of responsibility on the on the guy to, you know, behave. It's like if mm. it's if, if you guys are just keeping it cute and like out of the pub out of social media's view and all that stuff, then it's on him to be, you know, a good person. To not be running out here in these streets. Right. And let me tell you, I I can work for the FBI. I'm one of those people Girl. that I just collect files. I collect, I yes. sit on them. I sit on yes. them. I just sit on, yes. you know, because you can't just be blowing up. No. no. Yes. You got to buy your time. Yeah. Yeah. And Yo, I, you know, as women me. do, I I'm love. I'm a CIA. So okay. I get okay. It. We work together. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. It's okay. Because you, <laughs> listen, you. It's a buildup. I mm-hmm. ask questions that I already know, like all yeah, women do. All the time. Because I give you a chance to redeem yourself. The one thing that I hate is liars. I cannot stand a liar. It, like, just talking about it just burns me up inside. Right. It's, just the, it's the, like, biggest form of disrespect. Yeah. Especially when I'm coming at you because... Especially when I'm a, an honest, authentic individual. Yeah. Like, you owe it to me to be honest. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. That's true. So it's, like, yeah. the biggest slap in the face. So, like, if you're going to cheat or you, you made it, you had an accident, you did something wrong that you think I won't like, mm-hmm. just tell me. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's how I felt, though. Let's it's, get through it. Yeah. yeah. 
because you may happen to fall down the stairs and that would be so unfortunate <laughs> or get hit by a car or something Allegedly. Allegedly. I would hate for us to or end up poisoned. Yeah, I would hate I, don't know. Yeah, I would hate for that to happen before we could resolve. Right. Things. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. I'm here, like for, I'm here for all of this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yes, but we're super excited we're about super that excited date. <laughs> 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 now don't be asking me on social media about how it went. No, 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 I go, no, no, no. I'll text you, I'll get your number yeah. out. Yes. Girl. <laughs> um next next some year, season two, part part two of the conversation. We're going to find out, but right. we are very excited about yeah, your yeah. positive now. Meeting somebody new is always like that. It is, and it's refreshing, you know? It is. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. You got all the jitters and all that stuff. Yay! <laughs> Am I... I, t- I did tell one person, I told my sister, mm-hmm. and she's just like, wow, like, you don't like nobody. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so for somebody to, for me to have interest in somebody, mm-hmm. it's like a big deal. And to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. That's it. All right. Well, so we want to know more about who you are. So, you know, when we were young, we all have these ideas about what we want to be when we grow up. What did you want to be when you grew up? And are you doing that now? So when I when I was younger, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I, oh. it's obvious that I'm not doing that now, or or I guess not in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a lawyer because I was very good at like arguing, not arguing, but defending myself. That you was know? me all day. Got the West Indian parents; they tell me I got too much lit, too much mouth. I'm always talking back. But I feel like if I am correct, then I should be able to explain why I Where why I'm correct. My family's from Jamaica. Okay. Majority, you know, majority of my family's from Jamaica. My mom is from London, but. Right. Her her mom right. is from Jamaica yeah. and you know, the whole right. thing. Yeah, so I wanted to be a lawyer and I don't really know when that changed for me. Okay. I kind of still I, I, I don't do it behind a you know, a, a, what do you call it? A desk or a podium or whatever. In but a courtroom. Yeah, in a courtroom. <laughs> like I don't you know, but I still feel like I use my platform to speak up for others, to give others a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Create opportunities and get and, and and give access to those that don't have it. So I feel like I, you know, I, I I'm for the people in a different way. Right. That's yeah. a nice way of putting it. That so is. let's let's talk about that. You, I feel like you're you have three things that kind of encompass you being a multimedia storyteller. How did that even come to fruition? Girl, I feel like the this life chose me. I didn't choose this life. So I always say that I'm a multimedia storyteller because it kind of encapsulates, um, you know, the my three main hats. Mm-hmm. So I'm an on-air correspondent, a video producer, and a social media strategist. And all of those kind of, I don't want to say it happened, you know, by accident it happened, but it wasn't planned out at, the, at first. It was in response to me finding out what I was good at and, and, and then linking that to my purpose. So I know that I love talking. My mom, you know, I had no choice but to become something great. I feel like there's a lot, you know, there's a long way for me to go, but with my name, Nefertiti, I hated it so much. They used to call me Nefertiti, Nefertit, Nefertiti. I'm in fifth grade, my teachers called me Miss Anderson. It was terrible. So I was like, they're terrible. But my mom, she didn't care. She's like, I named you after a queen so you could grow up to behave like one. Oh, and carry wow. on. I was like, okay, I well, fine, it. fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that my name kind of like laid out, once I once I accepted it, the lens through which I view life. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying, I'm like, embrace the things that make you different. 
Right. So my name, I hate looking like other people. Mm-hmm. New month, new hairdo. I'm in a transition right now. Right. So, I don't know who to see you with <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't mind. Don't, right. you know. I know all about hair right? transitions. Yes. <laughs> um, and so my mom was always someone that encouraged me to like pursue my gifts and to just get myself out there. I was that kid that sang on the choir. I was doing poetry and all these things um, at school and elsewhere. And I, I realized that I really love, um, I really love talking, but as I got older, I realized that I, I love being like a champion for other people. Mm-hmm. I was always kind of like the outcast. People always, for all the things that I should have been applauded for, I kind of got like, Oh, you think you're too good. So I'm like a type A person. I do good in school. It's just like, oh, you think you're better than everybody. Right. Oh, you don't want to hang out with us at the curb. Oh, you're doing too much. Like I was that girl in college. I wear heels to class because <laughs> it went with my outfit. And I would also be late to class sometimes. So you would hear me before you saw me. And then I like to sit in the front. So it's like, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Excuse me. So sorry. Like yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. I'd, be sh- I'd be shaking the table. Um, but in college, it's basically, uh, I always tell people that it's a great place for you to utilize resources. I feel like there's so many resources there oh that God. you probably I won't. wish I could go back to college like all the time because of all the access that yes. you had yeah. that you don't even realize until after you leave. Exactly. And so when, before I left college, I had my headshots. You know, partner up with somebody that's a photography major, mm-hmm. go do my headshots. Had somebody else do my website. Had yes. my had my first show, and you I was part. Of, I was just do. I was doing everything. But I just kind of like um, continued to mold the things that I felt like I was good at. I love social media. Right. And long story short, I knew that I wanted to work in entertainment. Graduated, couldn't find a job. I studied in China. I was a resident assistant. I did like all these great things. I interned at BET, Z100. Put the resume out. Crickets back. I'm like, this can't be life. This is not going to work. So I'm all about, you know, creating the opportunities, you know, that you wish existed and doing the job that you want in the future today. So, so you saying that you created the opportunity that you wanted because it wasn't given to you? Like yes. You, and what, how do you go about that? Like, what was that opportunity you created? So I knew that, like, when I was applying to all these media companies and stuff like that, they wanted me to have a reel, which is basically, like, a video mm-hmm. of all of your interviews and stuff that you've done. And I didn't really have that, you right. know? And so I pitched an idea to a department at my school, the Center for Career Development. They always have events, you know, they're always having people, guest speakers come. And I'm just like, how do you guys know if you had a good event? They give you a paper, you circle from one to five. I'm like, that's boring. I want to interview the students that are coming to the event. Like, you know, why are you coming? What do you expect? Mm -hmm. And then I want to interview them afterwards to see if the event met their expectations and we'll post it to YouTube. You're going to watch because you win and your friends going to watch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And long story short, they're just like, this position doesn't exist but we will create it for you. And so thus, I became um, the social media cor- correspondent for Delphi University. But once I, when I graduated, it was in May. So school was out, there was no events, there was nobody to interview, but they have this flagship program called the Community Fellows Program. And that's where they partner students from the university with nonprofit organizations throughout the tri-state area. And I interviewed those students. I interviewed, mm-hmm. I did interviews at hospitals, the bird sanctuary, but I loved it. It was awesome. And with, I only had that job for three months because I was posting my stuff on social mm-hmm. and BT gave me a call one night like, hey, we have this show. We want you to do the social for, like, let's make it happen. And so within two years, I went from doing the social for one specific show on BET mm-hmm. to managing the social media across all their platforms, so like BET, Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 mm-hmm. but also creating the social strategy for like 
uh, Black Girls Rock and the BET Awards and serving as the on-air correspondent for 106 in Park. Nice. Dope. So with the whole social media strategy and like doing social for brands, it's always interesting for me to know because that's the background I come in. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the brands I worked with, it's like starting that from the ground up. So there's a lot of trial and error, X, Y, and Z. For more brands that establish, like the BETs and the 106 and Park, like what did being in charge of social media mean there? Like what were you tackling exactly? So for me, it was basically building community, okay. finding out like, okay, one, how can we engage our audience, but also how can we engage the celebrities that interact with our brands. Mm -hmm. So it means like writing social copy for all of the people nominated for the BET Awards. Got it. Um, giving the yay or nay or suggestions on um, creative, like graphics for them to promote on social, but also like content that we can create on the ground. You know, once you get them there, you want to get the most out of them. So like, all right, what game are we going to play with Taraji or whatever? Right. And so even after leaving and they still, you know, Social media is going to be around forever. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they already have a new social team, but I still consult with them. They call me back, say, nice. you know, this celeb asked to, you know, have you, you know, run the ship on this one, and we'd like you to do the social strategy for it. Got it. Yeah, so I think, but I think for brands mm -hmm. and just the everyday person, it's right. really about leveraging your connections. It's really about seeking out those people who will, you know, share your stuff, retweet your stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about collaboration. Right, right. And I feel like people, a lot of people miss the mark on that. I think so, too. I super agree because I feel like social media is meant to be social and engage. But why do we find it so hard for somebody to, like, like a picture or follow you? Like, to get a follow is is almost as impossible to get someone's number, you know? And It's, it's like just, finding a needle in a haystack. Yeah. And it just seems like... Because I have X amount of followers, I shouldn't follow you because, you know. I'm, I'm be going around following people all willy nilly now. They're Wait like, a minute, so I want to understand <laughs> what what would make you follow somebody and why not? Yeah, be like what's the strategy behind? Yeah. yeah, because you know people are trying to grow their themselves as well. So now everybody's just coming out the gate with three hundred thousand followers. I'm gonna start at twenty five. Right. You know we gotta count in order. Right. So what's <laughs> gotta what, count in order? Yeah, like what's your y'all put that read? talking about organic building. Right, yeah. I'm all about the organic. None, none right. of that fake stuff. Right. I feel like you have to give people a reason to follow you. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not going to follow you just because I know you and not just because you have a nice face or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, when I come to your page, I should kind of get a feel about what you're about. So the first thing that a lot of people are doing wrong is they're not maximizing or optimizing their bio that they have on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Every You have a little section for everything. I need to know about like who you are, the three things that you should always do whenever you are talking to anyone, mm -hmm. introducing yourself. Every conversation you have is who you are, what you do, how you help people, and the bonus, number four, is how they can get in touch with you. Nobody, that should Nobody be. Nobody never wants to put their email up yeah. like But now you have the little business thing if you want to, want to <laughs> right. you know, but how can people get in touch with right. you? So those are the three. Those are the three to four things that everyone should have in their bio. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have to guess about what you do or whatever, mm -hmm. um, because a lot of the people find me and I find others for different partnership opportunities just through social media. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to guess what your interests are. When I go to your page, I want your page should be a reminder. Like I am like a savage. I like I love to leave the the breadcrumbs. You know, mm -hmm. social media is a highlight reel. You post people. You post what you want people to know. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I feel like Instagram is like, you know, all the awards and stuff. Instagram stories, like the grind behind the shine. And Twitter and Facebook is where you like push out your content. Mm -hmm. And then Snapchat, I used to love Snapchat, but now I'm with Instagram story. But (laughs) Snapchat was where you get the real, 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 real. Like I'm coming to you live from the bedroom with no makeup and all this. Yeah. You can't be doing that on Instagram. I got, you know, too many many people follow me there. But it's just about like being strategic and adding value. I think that's what people don't do online and offline. They don't add value. People be trying to work with you, but they want you to come up with the idea like, oh, I love your brand. I love to work with you. Let's right. let's figure something out. It's like, no, you coming to me, you figure something out. And let, let me see how I can add to that. Exactly. Yeah, that I agree so with. So I think that it's like really, you know, whatever you do in life and on social, you mm-hmm. have to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. And you, you you do the things that you're passionate, passionate about, you share what you love, and you be your authentic self. A lot of people, you know, the flat lays are pretty and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Ain't nobody care. We know that's not you. If that is you, it will come through. If it's not you, it's, it's hard to like, you know. Force that. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like the gold is in like great pictures. Mm-hmm. If you don't take a picture, it didn't happen. That's why I had to put you on my Instagram story. You know, mm-hmm. if it, you didn't take a picture, it didn't happen. But also great captions. My mom hates that. Everybody hates that. Like, do you have to? Yes, I do. I do. I do. Have a right. Have to make a good caption. Yeah, no, I have to like document everything. Mm-hmm. I, that's just how I just. And plus, I feel like people like to um, be a part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're more invested when they see, you know. Every like, tidbit. And every stuff. little thing. They love it. But the captions is where you get to share. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, a, it's your lifestyle. You know, you're kind of letting people into your world and this is what they need to see. Because if not, then what are you really saying? Like, exactly. You have a good picture, but. And, and then it's just open for interpretation. Yeah. And if you're really trying to hone a message, I guess right. the caption is where you could You got to control it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so you obviously have a strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like With in her life. Tra- yeah. Right. yeah. A life like, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> you have your life strategy. But can you share with us some of your, like, challenges to get into where you are right now? Because in our eyes, you're very successful. You know, we all are. Like, this is what we're trying to do. But we know, like, obviously it was hard to get a job. You, had, you did your internship in China. Like, can you share with us just some of your challenges? Where do I begin? (laughs) Where do I begin? Okay, so the first one that comes to mind um, is transparency. Mm. Great, great word. Yes. Such a good word. (laughs) I'm a very open person. I will never lie to anyone, but the thing with, like like you guys expressed and I shared earlier, is that because I only share my highlight reel, I'm not putting, I'm not that person that's going to put out my family drama or all this bad things that's happening. A lot, of, it, it, it has created a disconnect between me and my audience that I'm trying to Bridge. close the gap yeah. on. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you're, you know, we admire you and all that stuff, but it's like, it, people feel like I'm not real. You know I what I mean? Say, how do you go from being aspirational to relatable? Yeah. Uh, that's a good um, contrast and also because then it just seems like everything's so perfect in yeah. your life. And yeah. we, we, if you're normal and you're human, it, it can't come off as like, it's perfect. Like, what's your fuck up moment? Exactly, like, you know? exactly. Mm-hmm. So I am learning to get a little bit more comfortable with being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like I said, right there with you. I don't mind telling the truth, but the mm-hmm. reason why I hold back so much 
of the bad parts because those are the those are my go-tos in the interviews i love talking about all the bad stuff we ain't gonna talk about the good we'll talk a little bit about the good stuff but i want to know when you scrape you know you fell you bumped right. your head you mm-hmm. scraped up your knee all that stuff right. um but the reason why i am not so open is because the things that you know that the things that happen to me on this journey sometimes it's like people can't wait to kick you when you're down they're just like yes look at her you know like mm. there's so, been so many people both in my uh personal profession and professional life that have told me that like you're too smart to be doing on camera stuff or you're too smart to be doing this or, you, you know they don't no one wants me to work well now they do but a lot of people mm-hmm. there's a lot of naysayers in my life that feel like i'm like too smart to work in entertainment there's no money here. Even some people that used to be my mentors, they're not my mentors no more because I don't need that energy. So it's like they like I, try to force shift you somewhere yeah, it's else. Yeah, like you they shouldn't want you to belong. Yeah. Yeah, like you shouldn't do that. You know, X Y Z. There's only one Oprah. I'm not trying to be Oprah. And, but what does that even mean? You're too smart to work in entertainment. Like, yeah. I mean, there's so many different jobs. I feel like we need smart people in entertainment. Yeah. Exactly. Like, They're just like, oh, you're gonna be a puppet for this person. You don't make any money. But when it's time to go to this award and that award, everybody's sliding in my DM. Yeah, exactly. Can I come? You can invite me out sometime. So it's those things, but I'm learning to be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I think my last big vulnerable moment was, um, I guess, a couple months ago in August, I started a new job. So I'm a digital content producer at a trade publication, a magazine that they call the um, the Bible of the advertising yes, industry. Yes, I was just gonna yes, say that. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you guys do your Googles on that. Yeah, if you um, don't know. <laughs> Exactly. Okay. So 10 months prior to receiving this job, I lost my job, my last job. And I didn't tell anyone because I'm a type A person. Uh So it's like embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally feel you on that. And plus, I feel like even when you tell somebody that you lose your job, they are not going to offer you. It's very rare for them to offer you another job or any leads. It's like, oh, I will, or blah, blah, blah. But they never mm-hmm. follow through. They just want to talk about it. It's just like something to fill the air with, you know? Mm-hmm. And every time they see you, ask you if you found another job. Right, and so good. I'm just like, I'm not going to do that. So for 10 months, I decided not to go back into corporate America. I feel like... You were a real non-corporate girl. Yes, girl. Because I feel like God is trying to tell me something. This is like my second time getting laid off. For reasons that were not my own, you know, of, of a fault to me. You know, I got a severance package. Yeah. I, you know, at one place, they threw me a going away party. This last job, my whole team, they just, everybody was gone. It's like, oh, you know, the shift, whatever. No matter what they tell you, it's still, you're still going to feel some kind of way. Right. And so I'm like, all right, God, this is the second time. Like, what you trying to tell me, bro? You trying to, what you, try, what you trying to say? Okay. Because I'm not going to do this no more. <laughs> um, and so I just took that time to invest what I invested in all those those companies back into myself. And Mm -hmm. the great thing about my first layoff and this last one was that the first one taught me to take my brand, my personal brand seriously. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that girl that works for BET or MTV or whatever. I want Nefi Anderson or Nefertiti Anderson to stand alone, you know, as a brand. You don't have to associate me with other brands to give my name some notoriety. Right. So between that time and this one, I had built up my brand. You know, I had my web series, The Pathless Travel. I do workshops. I do consultations. I do coaching. I do all this other stuff. So when I got laid off, the jobs kept on coming in. And from the social media perspective, you never knew. 
a week after I got laid off, I was featured in Adweek magazine as a model for Beats by Dre. They did like a behind the brand story on the, on the company. I did my first radio show. I had a couple of classes every month of the summer. I did lives. It was just like, you know, it was win after win after win. I was like top 50, I don't know, entrepreneurial women you should know and all this other stuff. And I just, you know, just let it rack up. Everybody's like, oh, you're so great and blah, blah, blah. You're doing it. And so when I got this new job, I had to give my testimony. That was my, that was my time to share. Like, you know, based on social media after the past I 10 heard. months. Yep. From social media, you wouldn't know that I, have, I, got, <laughs> laid, I, I got laid off. Right. And so I shared my testimony because I want to let people know that it's important for you to make a name both in and outside of your company. So if mm-hmm. should they decide to go another way, right. that so you your money don't stop. Right. So what made you take this role at the cuz now you're back in corporate, right? Yes. So what made you go back into it and not just do fully full on like Nefertiti at Anderson's brand? Well, I'm well, you know, I'm always I'm always going to be doing Nefi Anderson, you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, right, right. Um but I really love the company okay. and I think that I could add value. Got it. In the advertising space, mm. Mm. yeah, no shade. It's needed. It is. So we, needed. That's what I said. We need the smart people. We need the boys. It we need the representation. Needed. We need the representation. I am. I ever since I left BET, any other job that I've worked at, I've always been the only chip in that cookie. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? The only chip in that cookie. Or maybe there's somebody that works on another floor across the town, you know, right. across yeah, the hallway, make a left, you know, uh-huh. go downstairs. Uh-huh. So I kind of feel like, you know, I need to be helping to hold the door open and let other people come in. How are you doing that? How do you feel? Because I hear you mentioned a couple of times um, creating opportunities and speaking up for people. Like, what are some things you've done to, like, get, you know, somebody on board or assist? So I think that it's just talking about it. Got it. And so I use my platform every time, whether it's me just talking like an interview or whatever, um, but pushing the message that you can turn your passion into a lucrative career. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that certain things aren't for them because, mm-hmm. you know, your parents or your surroundings condition you to think so, otherwise. Yeah. That you should Yeah, mm-hmm. that you should just be like a teacher or a lawyer, or a doctor, and those are all great. But when it comes to, like, the creative field... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, from the pond. Yeah, you don't really get that push. So with my web series, The Pathless Traveled, I spotlight millennial entrepreneurs who successfully turned their passion into a lucrative career. For me, I had nobody to look up to that was in my age range. Like, I love Oprah, I love Wendy Williams. I feel like I'm their, like, you know, I'm their little baby. <laughs> but they are not in my age group. They came from a different time, mm-hmm. a different era. So it's like, who's the me that I can look up to and mm-hmm. say, like, this person made it. They're yeah. successful and they're not living off of crumbs. Yeah. Right. So I try to encourage other people to get into this industry and others where they think that they may not fit in, that, right. you know, they won't make any money. Mm-hmm. I spotlight those people that are. It's like, wow. It's like, damn, like, this person's like, I'm 21. I'm 21 too. And this person, they have their own company. They're making six figures. I could do it. Mm-hmm. We all could do it. So it's all about like creating access. Now I know what these companies are looking for. I talk about it. I share it. If somebody wants to know, I'm willing to help. Right. You know, and then through uh, my consultations and my coaching and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I give you, I give you the tea. Right. You know. So like, use it. 
according to me. Yeah, so yeah, I use what I've learned in like these big companies mm-hmm. and I give it back to myself and I give it back to my community. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's then it's up to them what they do with How it. But you have to just at least know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. You have to at least know that like it will be a little uncomfortable sometimes and that you'll belong. So I guess that tr- this transitions me into my other um I forgot the question, but it was like what <laughs> what what? what opportunities have you provided? No, no. Oh. There was another one. You said, we started out talking about this because you're just like, what are some that you learned or some of the, the bad moments or something like oh, that? Challenges, challenges that challenges. you face. Got it. Being authentic. That was a challenge for me. It's like, mm-hmm. how long can I wear a cardigan and my hair straight and nude lip gloss? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because that wasn't you. That's that wasn't me, but that was the office culture that I was in. And that I... And, and that's, I mean, that's corporate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and for a while, and just outside of just the appearance stuff, I was that person that just kind of like put my head down and do my work. You know what I mean? Like people will notice, but people even, the the work will get done, but they won't notice you. So Mm, it's like you have to be, yeah, you have to make your presence known. So people hire people that they like. They want to see your face. They want to see you smiling or whatever. But nobody tells you that the things that make you you is like that extra sauce. That's what gets you the job. That's not on the job description anywhere, but that's what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody has gone to these great schools. They got great internships. It's like what makes you different from this other person? It's your little, you know, it's your little salt bay, you know? (laughs) You know? And so I realized that after a while that all the opportunities and the doors that were opening for me came from me just being my authentic self, talking like how I want to talk, like this, and with my hands. Some people, when I do my, you know, my shows, I do my interviews. I'm a very conversational person, so even when I'm interviewing celebrities, I don't... Make it like a... It's more like dialogue. Yeah! And, like, the energy, I'm always energetic. And it just took me a while to learn that. I remember my, my interview that I hate the most is the one that I did with Cameron, and my boss told me to the side, and he's like, you know... This guy, like, he a real street dude, blah, blah, blah. We're going to need you to bring your energy down. You know, bring it down stuff. Oh, well, nah. <laughs> you know? And so I did, and it was, I look at the yeah. interview, and I don't it's even recognize. not reckon, even you. I don't even recognize myself. Like, who that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I realized that, you know, all the little things, my hair changes. So with that, I stick out as, a, like, a sore thumb because, like I said, I'm the only chip in the cookie. But then I'm changing my hair all the time. My fashion gotta be fly. Like I'ma still be professional, but I'm not gonna be wearing black and brown and beige. And so navy you know, blue. I know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, listen, and I love both my Saint John because she is my reminder to like not change who I am, mm-hmm. to always be unapologetically me. She got the, you know, she got the braids touching her butt. She wearing the hot pink dresses, <laughs> and that's authentic to who she is. So yeah. I've always tell people just be authentic to who you are. I started talking about the things that I love. Everybody knows that I love social media, like I said. <laughs> so even in meetings, you know, I, I, I campaigned for DJ Khaled to, to adopt me last year. It didn't work out. You know, Assad got my spot. That's but I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so done. I love Snapchat. Assad so is living the, the life. life. The best okay. life. And doesn't even know it. I want to know if he like older women. <laughs> Publicly, I'm seeing him live his best life. I don't know what Blue is out here doing. Um, so, um, 
I, you know, we're trying to. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, girl. They throw us off course right now. Like, <laughs> honestly. So your career has put you in front of a lot of people, celebrities, all kinds of different people. Do you have like a memorable or game-changing moment that you can share with us? Memorable or game-changing moment? Um. <clears throat> I know you did a lot, so it's a little tough, but. Okay, so I'll give a game-changing moment and then my favorite celebrity. Yeah. So the game-changing moment actually happened this July, unbeknownst to myself. So I did live tapings of the Pathless Travel throughout the summer. Mm -hmm. Wow, now I'm thinking about more game. Okay. We're going to get from one game-changing moment to the next. Mm-hmm. First game-changing moment was doing the first live taping of my show. It wasn't something that was on my radar. I had gotten hired to speak at an expo, and the person that hired me to speak is like, my girlfriend loves your show. I didn't even think you would do this expo for me. You know, would you be open to doing a live taping here? Like, we'll provide the venue, the DJ, all that stuff. All you got to do is bring the people. I'm like, it's lit. So Labor Day weekend of last year was the first taping of The Pathless Travels. What I didn't expect was for people to ask me when the next one is, you know, before they left. I'm like, I don't know. Um, no, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one. And so the summer, I used to have the opportunity to finally get back. And so for each month of the summer, I did a live taping. At one of the first shows, I had invited someone um, who is in a senior role at NAMIC. I'm not sure if you're oh, familiar yeah, with that. I'm a part of that. Yeah, so I invited someone there because we just built a great rapport, mm-hmm. and she always, whenever I have my classes and all that stuff, she always shares it with the community. For those of you who don't know, NAMIC is the National Association of Multi-Ethnicity and Communications. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's, it's a lit group <laughs> of uh, multi-tiered uh, communications professionals, ra- ranging from entry-level to C-suite. They have, like, mentorship programs, events, all that good stuff. And she just came as a, as a you know, as a friend. Mm-hmm. I met her once in person before this at wow. NAMIC the previous year. Once, but we just kept in contact through email and all that good stuff. About a month down the line, she's just like, hey, I just wanted to let you know that I think it would be great for you to bring your, you know, live taping of your show to the 31st annual NAMIC conference in Times Square. I already pitched you to my bosses and everybody else. So she did She did all the lifting. There was no deck that I had to provide. There was, you know, she like, I already pitched you to them and we're giving you the spot that Spike Lee and Rosie Perez had, you know, the years prior. What? A room full of 500 plus communications professionals from all different That's television crazy. networks and all that stuff. We'd like you to, you know, fill that spot. I'm just like, what? You Are you serious? So that was, and that that was, and that still is, my game-changing moment. She's my game-changing person because it's like, you don't even know who's watching. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's rooting for you on your behalf, you know, rooting on your behalf behind closed doors. And that's why you should just always give 110%, just be the best that you can because the taping that that she came to, it was great, but it was one of those days this summer where it was like a hurricane outside. It was raining. I'm just like, people are not going to come out. Thank God I did like live streaming. But like the amount, it wasn't a lot of people that was in the audience because a lot of them opted, they bought in-person tickets where they were like, listen, the rain is crazy. Can I just do the live stream? Mm-hmm. So it was very intimate. The weather was horrible. And 
everything works out for the best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the fact that she even thought of me to bring it up to like her higher ups and say like we need to get this girl to be at this conference, it was amazing. So that was my game changing moment. And my favorite person to interview is Nick Cannon, even though people think that he is. I love he's Nick corny. Cannon though. After he's, I saw his Wendy interview, I'm like I'm sold on Nick. He's great. He I love him. Cool. He could be a little bit corny still, but he's, he's corny cool. cool. He's corny cool. Yeah, and he owns his corny. So right. I'm not even Absolutely. mad at it. No, it's I fine. love him, and he, he. I love him also because like he, we have the same energy. So oh, when yeah, I be with definitely. him, I don't be feeling crazy. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like nothing. Like what's up? But people sleep on Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon is like the black version of Ryan Seacrest. Like people yes, sleep on him. I will. Nah, I don't think people sleep on him. It's just that. Like I'm just saying. No, I do think because people do be sleeping on him. Because I, I know what he's yeah. in, like. He's worked a lot. He's done a lot. He's been behind a lot. He's, but he's he hasn't been on a lot of covers. He needs to be on like more covers, more TV shows. He doesn't even, get the media even, attention. But that's his PR that's, team. No, no, no. I think that's him. Like he's okay with that. He's just trying to secure these bags. Right. He's not trying to be out here on covers. It's like he's like, alright. I'll do it. Yeah. He, and and he's all about putting people on. Oh yeah. yeah. He's made Everyone. mad people's careers. Yeah. So I get like I he's respect. He is a black Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> and Ryan Seacrest, you don't be seeing him Ryan, out First of all, Ryan Seacrest got mad jobs. I can't even like, hear I don't even understand. His come up has been real since, um, what's the, the, the... American the, Idols? Since American Idols. Yeah. It has been like... But he got mad jobs. He's an empire. He's hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. He's a slashy. <laughs> He's a slashy. Yeah, what, what does that mean? He has multiple jobs. Yeah, like slash I love it. Slash. That's, I love it. That's yes. my love. We term. are the same... <laughs> All right, so tell us what is some best what some of the best advice you ever received thus far? The best advice I've ever received. I can be personal or professional, just like some Anything words like that really resonate with you. Mm-hmm. Like some some shit that you're like I, I felt that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! On a first spiritual of all, level. <laughs> first I gotta I gotta go through my so I love I love quotes. I love love quotes. I'm obsessed oh, what's your with favorite quote? You I don't have, I don't even have a favorite quote because I have I have so many. I have so many. Me Let me too. tell I you. I love words. I'm like I obsessed with too, words. Yeah. Let me tell you, every time I go to church, I feel like the pastor's talking about me. It's like, see? Everybody feels. Yeah. Why you got it? I feel like everybody like, feels that way. At like, church, at though. me, bro. Yeah, it's like, why you, why, why you got to go up there and tell all of my business? Why? I'm done. I can't even. I can't even. Um... But while you're thinking about your favorite quote, yeah, advice, she's over here scrolling through. Home, sc- I'm like, let me, let me, let me find a good one. Can you tell us what's next for the Nuffy brand? Because we'd like to know. Yeah. Everything is next. <laughs> Everything is next. Everything is next. Um, in no particular order. <laughs> in no particular order. I feel like all of well, let me double back to the quotes thing. I feel like all of my favorite quotes, or most of them, um, involve God. One of my favorite quotes that I get that is quoted by me, hashtag or at Neffy Anderson, is you are not too small and your dreams are not too big. I feel like a lot of people always tell you that you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not You're not whatever you're, enough. Yeah. And you know you, you people believe you know, you end up believing it. So I try to live my life in a way that I'm always an example of like what you could be. 
and always encouraging other people about what they could be. I think that one of my little secret powers is that whenever I meet people, it's, don't be laughing. One of my little secret powers is that when I meet people, I don't like see them as they are. I see them as like the highest potential of themselves. Nice. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. My friends, they usually have to get the hook and like pull me away. Like, okay, Nessie, it's time to stop talking to this person. Because whenever I meet somebody, I wonder like, what is your passion? What's your dream job? Mm-hmm. I always ask those questions because I always want to figure out like, what do I have in my toolbox? What connections do I have right. to help you get to where you need to go? I hate people that are okay that with being mediocre. That's me like too. a pet peeve. Oh. <laughs> I mean, some people are okay with mediocrity. It is. And I've lost, not lost friendships, but I've gotten to a place where it's not good when you're trying to push somebody. Like, I can't want for you. Right. Like, if you're comfortable being there, then all right. What we gonna do? Right. But I I totally see what you mean because I am that person too. Like, I just see the potential in people and I want them to see it in themselves so bad. Right. Um, And so, one of my quotes is actually from my friend Iman Edwards. Iman, girl, hey. Hey we were just having a conversation, and she was like, you know what, Nessie, this is not even, this is not advice, but it's advice. Mm. There's nothing that I have that God didn't give me. Mm. And I love that quote because it reminds me, me of, you know, whose I am. And the source of my strength and everything, I feel like going to God and asking him for stuff is something I still struggle with. I know that, like, what you know, like, he knows the future and all that stuff, but I kind of feel like, oh, gosh, I'm going to try to figure out this problem on my own. I don't want to be a burden. He got all this stuff that he got to worry about. And it's just, like, a lot of worry and a lot of stress and a lot of the bad things or the bad feelings or the missed moments in my life has happened because I didn't have a strong connection with God or needed to be stronger. I wasn't talking to him. And it's, like, you know, worrying about, like, okay, I got let go. Like, what am I going to do? He has, prov- he not only provides for me, but he exceeds my expectations. Always. Okay, I'm like, I want a bike. He's like, girl, you want to get a Porsche, okay? Right. And so that's, that's just my reminder that, you know, everything that happens to you happens for you. That's an Oprah quote. But that's, you know, those two go together. It's just like, God got me. Why worry? God got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. Yes. And so for you asked what's next with the Nessie brand. So, the Pathless Travel is my baby. It's my baby. That's doing really great. Thank you. So, what's next for me is really figuring out how to balance doing my web series and my full-time job and then all my 10 million other knobs. Mm -hmm. I have a lot going on. Yeah. And sometimes when I get a new project, when I work with a big brand, then, like, my stuff gets put on the back burner. Mm -hmm. So, it's figuring out that balance. But for the Pathless Travel, we have... Um, more um, live episodes because people have been asking for them. Mm -hmm. We're also opening up to sponsors. So my show is only for, you know, I only feature millennial entrepreneurs. And I like, I take suggestions, but it's really at my discretion who I have as a guest. Like I'm the host, I'm the producer, I'm the booker, I'm the guest booker, I'm everything. And so a lot of people, they want to be on the show, but I don't, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a good fit. Yeah, I don't think it's a good fit. Yeah, I'm like, they're well, not where I need them to be. Right, right. And so I still want to use the platform to give people access. Yeah. So if they want to like promote their brand or whatever it is, whatever their hustle is, whatever their business is, mm-hmm. you know, for a little fee, you know, you could get your placement because 
it's kind of like a lifetime thing. Once I say it or once I promote you on a show, it's not going to just go up, at, you know, go down after a week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's attaching your name to the names of the people that I've had on my show. You know, I've had people from Essence, my girl Tracy G from the Sway in the Morning show, nice. Jonathan from Blavity. I mean, like, the list goes on and on and on. So um, that's another thing. And doing a lot more collaborations. I'm really working on, like, bigging up my sister. Everybody who knows me knows that me and my sister are tight. 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 We are tight. <laughs> okay? Um, and she is, like, my biggest inspiration to keep going. She started her own baking business at 12 to save money for college by doing what she loves. It's called NZ's Creations. And she has spoken at like Columbia University. She's been on entrepreneur panel. She's 15 now. And so I always just want to like use my brand to push hers up. She makes those cakes that don't look like cakes, you know? And she's self-taught and all that good stuff. And she's still in school being a young kid. Yeah. I'm just like, what did I, where, where did I, like, where did I, I go wrong? This, I love that this is your sister and how proud you are. Okay? Yes. It's amazing. I love, you know, and there was this, being around her, so I'm also that, like, part, my part-time hat is, like, managing her. Like, I just need her to, like, worry about baking. Mm-hmm. I do all of the paperwork. My mom does the PR because... You leave it up to, yeah, you leave it to my mom. Everybody be getting free cakes. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not what. That's, that's, not, like, that's not, not how this going. works. Exactly. <laughs> but working with her and just seeing her grow and like she's on the honor roll and the fashion club and the president of this and that. Mm-hmm. Sticking up for her reminds me to stick up for myself. There have been times where like, you know, I don't necessarily ask for what I want. Or I kind of like beat around the bush. I beat, I beat around the bush, or just don't even ask at all, or do some things, or like take on jobs that I don't want. Like you know, mm-hmm. I don't let nobody mess with my sister. So it's like, listen, this is her price. You either gonna take it or you gonna leave it. You know. And so, being a representative for her taught me how to be a better representative for myself in my business. Mm-hmm. That's real. Yeah. And more speaking gigs, of course. My last. Big one that I loved um, was I spoke at the Supreme Court, which was amazing. So I wasn't a lawyer, but I still wow, st- yeah. <laughs> still spoke at a court, y'all. Right. And so that was awesome. So like more speaking engagements. Um, I love to do motivational speaking. I go to like colleges and um, you know schools, talking with students and a lot of good stuff. So I love just you know spreading the word, spreading the gospel. Yep, the Nephi gospel. The Nephi gospel. <laughs> I love it. Um, that's incredible. And we, you know, you are now friends to non-corporate girls. Hey! So we to see what's going to happen for you in the future. Um, hashtag obsessed with. Our favorite part. Tell us. Hashtag who obsessed with. Because usually the people we interview are the people we're obsessed with. So right. We want to hear who you're obsessed with. Hashtag obsessed Well, I already said my sister. Mm-hmm. I'm always hashtag obsessed with her. Right. The person that I am really obsessed with right now, hmm, let's see. Right now, I feel like I'm not obsessed with anyone at this like moment, moment, moment. But like last week or like two weeks ago, it's also because that's just, you know, it's the end of, end of the year, holidays, so much going on. 
Now, I can't really be up in anybody's business too much. But I really love Safari. Everybody be trying to play him. <laughs> that's, I, the, that's the first time yes, I've ever it's like, heard that. Yes. It's because he's Jamaican? No. <laughs> first of all, I don't even be claiming Jamaicans like that because I feel like they... They, t- they you bought his cocoa butter? No. <laughs> Safari, they trying to shade you out no, here. No, we like it, but he's so We sad. like Safari. I like Safari. They but. trying to shade you out here, but I got you. No, I, 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 I love him. I like his personality. I feel like he is authentic. He's true to who he is. And I feel after this high-profile relationship, he could have just, like, you know, crawled. crawled. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, he's getting his coins. But still, you know, holding himself to a certain standard, mm-hmm. I feel like he is slept on. He's not like the Jay-Z of the world or the Biggie of the world, you know what I mean, in terms of like rapping. But I feel like he took a bad situation and turned it into a great one. Even taking out the whole relationship stuff, just to know like where he came from. Mm-hmm. He's so humble and just to see, you know, this goes back to like sharing things on social media through your Instagram or your Instagram stories or whatever, you know, seeing him while out overseeing himself on like a poster you know like a bus stop right. poster like he's still humble like, yeah and he he always you know gives it up to god but he he also like shows his grind you know he goes to the breakfast club even though he knows charlamagne gonna clown him and tell him he ain't worth nothing <laughs> now you gotta give it to him though because like he was involved in the making of nikki like yeah. and i feel it. like he has his own swag i do mm-hmm. think that he's a good lyricist i do think that he is like great freestyling and I love that song with him and Sean Kingston, Paradise. I and it's just like, wow, I really... I, you I, haven't heard it? I, See? I, I, I'm, I'm, after this, I'm trying, to give him, I'm trying to take him a little bit more you're serious. You're terrible. You're so why don't you take him serious? Uh, he just comes off as, like, clownish. Like, I, I, like, because of the way he comes off, the great things he does gets masked. Yeah. Because his presentation, for me, it just doesn't... And being on Love & Hip Hop doesn't help. However... <laughs> I'm going to give him some play, though. Yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm read it. Because you were saying that, I'm like, maybe I'm missing it. out, and I don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's a move. It's a strategic move. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a move. You it's know, a move. It's about strategy, It's, a, it's all about like, strategy. And she be here, not saying that you be here for the gimmicks, but you be here a little for the gimmicks. No, I, you know, I don't think that it's a, it's, it's not a gimmick, right? I don't think, I don't do, I don't encourage anybody to do gimmicks. But I think that it's important for people to, like, recognize the opportunity, mm-hmm. create your own opportunities. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, they are not where they're supposed to be because of, like, what other people think. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, in the beginning, my friends, they, I won't call y'all out. But, you know, some of my friends were just like, why are you interviewing, like, entrepreneurs or whatever? Like, you're hiring the man. You know, you're interviewing the man next to the man. Like, my first person that I interviewed ever was Rennie Vasquez, and he's a celebrity makeup artist. So, oh, all the brown girls, Gabrielle yeah. Union, Kelly Rowland, and the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they was just like, why you, you know, like, but he, you know. And so, those are the caliber of people that I interview. I feel like I got a po- I like, feel like I got a post on, like, what's hot, you know? Right. I'm able to you know, get an interview with somebody or spot talent, like I said, seeing people at their highest potential, just mm-hmm. to recognize the greatness in them wherever right. they are, to know that they're going to blow up. And okay. so I feel like Safari, he's, he's going to blow up. And I think that he's fitting in however he can. You know, right, people right. want him to shut up, sit down, be quiet, 
And he's like, nah, I'm going to get this love and hip-hop check like Cardi B. He's maneuvered it into other things. Mm -hmm. So it's just like all about using where you are to get to where you want to go. So yeah, I have my job. But sometimes I do, you know, I do take off from work to do my own things. Like for when I went to speak at the Supreme Court, I had to take off of work because you got to use where you at to get to where you want to go. You can't Mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm here. Let me just stay here. It's like, no, you got to you got to leverage. And I feel like that's what people don't do. They just get too comfortable. They're not thinking about the next thing. I think Tyra Banks said once one of her favorite quotes is that you have to think about you have to think about the end at the beginning. Mm. And so like that's that. something that and I'm I am. Fan. <laughs> you just be fans of all yeah. my not people. I yeah, well, you know, I, I like hustlers. That's what I like. You know, I don't care about like mm-hmm. what other people might say or the gimmick. So I'm just, right. I'm looking at the strategy to get to the bag. Right. So that's one of the reasons also why I love and also hate doing red carpet interviews because I feel like when celebs come on the red carpet, it's great. You get to talk to a lot of people at once, but they have their brain turned off. They want you to ask, what are you wearing and all that stuff? I don't care. I, I want to know something like that substantial. Else, yeah, and they're just like, yeah. I, like, I don't know. Coming soon, I have a couple of interviews that I didn't even release, like Black Girls Rock and other you know, things that I covered over the year. Because I felt like the in, the interviewee wasn't giving anything. It's like, when I do my interviews, like I said, I'm all about creating access however mm-hmm. I can. So I want to know the skills and strategy that you use to get to your bag. I don't care about what you're wearing and all that stuff. That's that not going to help me. That's not going to help the people viewing, you know? Yep. And so, like, at Black Girls Rock, um, it was like the week after Women Equal Pay Day or something mm-hmm. like that. And I'm just like, you know, black women especially are the cornerstones of our, of our society. Yeah, we're still not getting equal pay. What are some of the skills and strategy that you use in your line of work in order to get what you deserve? How can we do a better job of speaking up for ourselves? Right. What are the things, you know, what have you learned that Those you can impart on us? Yeah. Somebody said it was above their pay grade to answer that question. They, what? you know, like, you know, they, 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 they just like, no, they were just like, they don't know. Like, you know, but it's like, you have multiple businesses and you tell me answering this question is above your pay grade. Like you, I'm just like, okay, so you just don't want to share. So there's certain people in the community that just don't want to, they want to get it and that's it. Right. And it ends with them. I have a problem with that. I have a huge problem with that. Yeah. So Safari, I love you. I feel like, <laughs> you know, you know, nowadays and like always. There's nobody that's going to put you on. You got to put yourself on. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, they come up to me and they ask me, like, you know, do you have any networking tips? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, I'm like an introvert. Oh, what they call it. Well, I mean, I would have never thought. And the plot twist. The plot twist. I'm like like an ambivert. I'm like an introvert and I'm I'm an extrovert. When I go out to networking events Mm -hmm. and stuff, like I said, I'm always intentional. So I always tell people, one, you want to know about, like, if you want to meet somebody or connect with somebody, do your research before you get there so you can have a talking mm-hmm. point. But then also, I always make sure that I have a statement piece so that it takes a little bit of the pressure off of me to talk to everybody and makes people come to me. Right. So sometimes it'll be my hair or my necklace and my blazer or my shoes. So somebody can be like, girl, you look fly. I like your hair. I like whatever. And that's how the conversation opens. Uh-huh. But a lot of people, they wait for people to figure out how to fit them into their lives. Like, it's up to us, the person who wants the connection or wants the thing, 
you have to connect the dots for people. It's like, man, they may love you. They may think that you're great. You're so talented and they praise you all the time, but they don't know how you fit into their life or how you can help them. So it's up to you. That's again, figuring out how you add value. Right. You let people talk. People love to talk about themselves. They sure do. You let them talk, and you while they're talking, you're gathering. You're, that's your research. You're gathering, like, you know, you're figuring out your similarities, and you're also figuring out how you and your network can help this person. Mm-hmm. If you're asking me for a job, you're asking me for whatever, just off the rip, and you're not adding any value to my life in some way, then I'm going to be less likely to help you out. You know what I mean? But right. it, when you give value freely, like I said, like I talk about the things that I love. I love social media. I love public speaking and all that stuff. So just in my everyday interactions, mm-hmm. I'd be ready to give somebody a brand. Don't get stuck in the elevator with me. All right, we're doing a whole brand strategy session. Like, girl, what you do? Really? Have you ever thought about X, Y, Z? I can't. So it's just, you know, give freely <laughs> and always look for opportunities for you to like help others. Right. Mm-hmm. That connects you to the bag. Hashtag goals. Hashtag well, uh, well, goals. Well, on that note, <laughs> yes. on that gem drop note, mm-hmm. um, we kind of want to get to know you a little bit better. Just you know, Ooh, a little bit better. I, I, I thought, I thought okay. that oh. on some fun stuff. So, do you have a favorite phrase that you say? I mean, I feel like we kind of pulled out a few, but like, <laughs> is there, is there one like, that like you're like, okay, this is what I say a lot? Oh my gosh, I don't know. It's so funny because I feel as though I can do that for other people. Like, I'll talk to my sister or one of my friends. Let's say I'll talk to my sister. And she's like, oh, Ma just said, you know, like, Ma's mad about X, Y, Z. I'm like, let me tell you what she said. This is what she said, right? She's like, yes, how did you know? I'm that person. It's like I pick up people really quickly. Right. I don't know what that phrase is for me. And it's so crazy. I think it's because I'm on the spot. My siblings... They, it's like a different phrase every week, every month. Right. And like, we run it into the ground. My right. mom uses it. Everybody, everybody uses it. We run it into the ground. I don't know what that, um. Like, think, mine is like, you cute or whatever. <laughs> that, okay, first of all, that's like mine too. But my, my other one is the way my life is set up. And mine is, meanwhile, back at the ranch. <laughs> that's my top two, like, consistently. You know what? I think the phrase, the two phrases that come to mind is say no more. Say no more. Heard you. Heard you. Say less. (laughs) (laughs) And then my second phrase is if you're not doing the most, you're doing the least. Oh. Yep. Yep. That's a read. And on that note, (laughs) so um, how would you describe your perfect day? I like that. Ooh, my perfect day. My perfect day would be spending with my sister. My perfect day would involve food. It would involve working out with my trainer, traveling somewhere. I love to travel, darling. And I feel like I've never, I've traveled a lot outside of the U.S., but I haven't been to, like, the simplest of places inside the United States. You know, everybody goes to Miami, Atlanta. I've never been. Really? Yeah, never. Um, My perfect day would also involve an trying something new or learning something new, like an experiential activity. So every year for my birthday, I like to do something I've never done before. Right. So in the past, I've flown a plane, I've gone to trapeze school. I do all these things because one, I like to try new things and that's like my reminder, like we're gonna start this year off right, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but two, 
just my time to be with myself. When I, when my friends, well, at least my friends tell me I'm, I'm selfish, but I don't care. Because when it comes to my birthday, I don't want to worry about your budget or <laughs> the fact that, you know, this came up. <laughs> no, that's, that's the that's truth. Wait, when is your birthday? January something. No, <laughs> September 14th on the Virgo oh, stand up. Yeah. Beyonce, I see you. I see you. Oh okay. my God, I cannot. I can't. Yeah. I can't. She's a Virgo woman, y'all. Yeah. yeah. So that's your perfect day. Yeah, and I was going to put people in it, but mm, I don't really like people that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we learned some more, guys. You have to lie No, I, you know, I love people. I love people, but, um, you know, I value my alone time. Mm. So do I. That's know? the introvert in you. That's the introvert in me. So, like, a lot of my friends, a lot of my family members, they're just like, you never invite us over to your house. That's you. You're not going to get an invite. I will come to your house because then I can leave when I'm done. When Fast. I'm ready to go. I can leave. I don't clean up. I, I just go. It's great. It's yeah. great. And then I don't like drop, you know, you know, drive-bys or whatever. Like, oh, I'm in the neighborhood. No, the hell you're not. Not in my neighborhood. If you do not, if I do not tell you to come over, you cannot come over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It That's a fact. so real. That's a fact. That's so real. I love people, it but I like, my, I like to have my, my space. I need to be ready for it. Right, I was going to say, you like like announcements. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Let's put you on the schedule. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite childhood cereal? Do you have one? My favorite childhood cereal. You said Tricks. Oh, Tricks are for kids. Yes. And that's also, that's also (laughs) my new, um, my, that goes back to the phrase thing. Uh Because I just be coming up with stuff on the fly. I'm like, well, I need a. I'm looking cute. I need an Instagram caption. I'm looking real grown and sexy. I'm like, tricks are for kids, but I'm all grown up. <laughs> yeah. Neppy is like, she's, she's live. She's, she's live. Um, okay, last one. What's your favorite homemade dish? My favorite homemade dish. Mm-hmm. You cook? I hate cooking. Me oh, too. Look at that. I love cooking. I hate cooking because... Most of the time when I'm like I cook when I'm already hungry, you know, uh, so then it forces me to get frustrated I feel rushed you have like, to figure out all the ingredients you need to make What are you gonna put together? It's just like then it, the food gets burnt or it doesn't come out the way you want it to because you don't have the patience So it just takes too much time and preparation that I don't have Got you it. know, so that's my little My barter my sister loves to cook. She loves to bake. I don't have that gene. My brother loves to cook So they I don't have food. that ch- right so what is your favorite dish that they make? My favorite dish. My sister makes a mean pesto chicken. Mm. My brother makes bomb macaroni and cheese. Mm. Every time Thanksgiving comes around, we try to switch it up, right? right. Our contributions. One year we like, oh, my sister and I, like, we gonna make the macaroni and cheese. We gonna do a little healthier. We gonna do the whole wheat, you know, whole wheat noodles, oh, the whole yeah. wheat elbows. Yeah. Look, look, oh, Ayana's yeah. <laughs> like, no. And so we cook it. It tastes good to us. Really? But, you know, everybody else is like, who, who made the macaroni and cheese? This is like, y'all rude. I'm like, mac and cheese is my favorite. We, so, y'all rude. We can't get healthy on the mac and cheese. I don't know. You can't get the mac and cheese, lasagna, pizza. Like, I just feel like we I need it. Listen, I'm about to, I would need to be around to be able to have mac and cheese, okay? We're right. Okay, so would you say mac and so what's your favorite dish? Pesto. The pesto chicken. 
you're, you're making me narrow it down. You're making, you're making me choose one. You can have it all, girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, nah, I'm going to just say neither. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with. Um, A cupcake. <laughs> right? I'm going to go with. A roti. Oh. A roti with boneless chicken, chickpeas, squash, a little, this little spot. It's called, what is it called? Put us on. Um, in Brooklyn? It is in Brooklyn. You know it's in Brooklyn. I can't remember <laughs> it. It's a little hole in the wall spot. I love it. It's great. We'll get back to yeah, you. Yeah. All, right. All right. And on that <laughs> note. And on that note, so... We're wrapping up. Okay. Unfortunately. Already? Unfortunately. You're kicking me out? <laughs> but um, earlier today, Delilah introduced you to how we see you, but we want you to introduce yourself to the world and what you want them to know. Hmm. My name is Nefertiti Anderson, but most people call me Nefi. As you know, I'm a correspondent, a video producer, and social strategist who specializes in helping entrepreneurs and brands reach their business goals through multimedia storytelling. I feel like what makes me unique in this space is that I have international experience. I studied marketing and international business in China, Shanghai, Shenzhen. If I don't, if I don't make it in America, I'm going back to Shanghai. They love me out there. They think I'm, they think I'm Oprah. And I am committed and passionate to helping people See the value in themselves mm-hmm. and for helping individuals and companies close the gap between setting goals and reaching them. Oh, and we are so glad that you are in existence for that. Yes. And tell people how they can find you. You can find me at nephianderson.com. That's N-E-F-F-Y-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N. And I'm Nephi Anderson everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that good stuff. My favorite platform is if you want to get the, you want to, you want, you, you want to just get, get all the juice in one squeeze. <laughs> I love Instagram stories. So you can definitely follow me there for my day-to-day shenanigans and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that don't make it to the feed or Facebook is just only for the crew. Y'all are part of the crew now. <laughs> and then on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Nephi Anderson, you can catch up on my web series, The Pathless Traveled, if you're looking for inspiration, motivation, empowerment, you want some resources or tools or gems to just get you to where you need to go. You feel like you're the only person that has these desires. You don't have the right connections. You don't know how to get from point A to point B. I got some lit people that's going to help you out. Okay. <laughs> See you guys online. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful as always. Well, this is our first chat, but like when we met you. Look, you see, you see how this is this is rehearsed, right? As well. Don't tell don't tell me that you the DJ Envy. You the DJ Envy of the show. All right? She came out. That was shit. That was best you see. Me and Nephew, we already know. Like we've been coming for each other a little bit during the show, but it's an Aries Virgo thing. It happened. She said I'm the envy of the show. The envy of the show. We got a very special guest today. For the people that don't know, for the people that don't know, yeah. I'm done. How many people Ooh. have you said that same thing to on the show? Nah, I switch it up every she, time. Right, she right. Does, she she add a word or two. How many? How many episodes have you listened to, Nephi? Oh, oh, so now you not now you gonna throw you gonna throw the ball in my court? Cause this is what we said. We, you know. <laughs> All, All right. right. Okay. On that note. <laughs> 
We are so happy that you were able to be a guest, our last guest on Non-Corporate Girls. Season of the one, season one. Actually, just to interject, because she trying to call me out, you know, on the wrap-up. Oh, we got to give it to but, but shout out to Carmen. I did listen to that. That was the latest episode that I listened to and the latest episode that you guys published. She was working with me, or we were working for the same company, BET, a few years back. And so I recognized her grind from then, and just to hear her on your podcast and learn how she has grown outside of that space, it's amazing. We love Carmen. Yeah, Carmen's the best. Cool, cool. Oh, so she, we can end it in the game. Right, 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 right. <laughs> don't try, don't try, <laughs> don't try to Don't do it. There's three Brooklyn <laughs> girls in one room. What happens, y'all? Um, thank you so much. Yes. We are done for the season, guys. It has been 40 episodes in to date. 39. This is not episode 40? No. <laughs> yeah. The wine kicking in, y'all. 39. 39. That's we gonna, a lot. We're going to come back with the 40th episode next year. Uh, y'all don't know who it is, so stay tuned. Bye. Peace out.